This episode of Five Dirty Bikers brought to you by Preparation H. There's an H. Yeah. And little Richard's one. Little Richard's finger condoms. <laughs> <laughs> if you think it's too tight, it's just right. <laughs> <laughs> Bikers podcast. Dustin has the COVID cough. Well, I'm glad you all had mild symptoms, man, and it wasn't squirrely on you all. A couple of days, it didn't feel mild. No. Did you Did you need plenty of toilet paper? Uh, it gave me diarrhea today. Oh, yeah. The flux. But I didn't need to go out and buy out Walmart or Walgreens. Okay. It's not that bad. A couple of sleeves worth is fine. Use both sides. Just turn it inside out. Yeah, like Jeremy says. Yeah, both use sides. both sides. <laughs> One that sheet was my favorite, your finger. That's favorite all video you we ever did. Just use both sides. Just use both sides. It's fine. Speaking of the COVID cough, hey Tony. Yeah. How's that prune doing? It's 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 much better today. <laughs> and if you don't know everybody, we got a we got a text in the group chat. And, uh, <laughs> Tony had some roid. Tony had a roid on the size of a plum. Looked like a plum. And I figured today it would look like a a date or otherwise known as a prune. A prune. <laughs> yeah. Five hey, because we share everything. We do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, question. So when you I'm I'm assuming you use some type of ointment. You use the preparation H. It works on sunburns too. It's a little greasy, but it takes that burning itch away. Mm. That's what she said. Um, yeah, dead serious. If you it ever have that sunburns. itchy sunburn and herpes, yes, that is that is the the magic. It's a little greasy. Mm. Hey, are we going to post that uh, five dirty biker ball sack picture from the Discord? <laughs> yeah, we are. The what? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. Phil, Phil, uh, Kentucky Phil got his going uh, now. His, his balls ear today, and, and he posted it on the Discord as an actual balls ear. What <laughs> category is it under? Media, I think. Media. Dang. So, are there like? It's not like nuts in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Looks a little lumpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He pulled it up nice and tight. Uh, Where is it? <laughs> I don't see it. It's under, it's under oh, no, it's under five dirty bikers. Look, okay. look right here. Yeah, oh. it's right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there One, you go. Two. Am I wearing my ball sack mask right? Oh my god. Did you see what Tyke said? He goes, uh, got any of the small sizes still available? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, because I said, I said we they come in small sizes. If that one's too large, <laughs> oh god! You know, in the video that we put up today, I was gonna put that clip in Big Lebowski of Jesus shining his his balls. His balls. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that. So getting getting off of the ballsy a. <laughs> when you use the preparation H on the sunburn, what is what? Okay, here I'm, I'm assuming everyone in here has used preparation H. I've never had to. No, no, no. Your Mary. day's coming. Yep. <laughs> Your day's TikTok, coming. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Nope. Damn it. I can tell you. So, Tony, which what? do you do you prefer? suppositories or do you prefer the one that has the douche nozzle i'll take the douche nozzle man <laughs> douche nozzle. I'm, a, I'm a nozzle man, <laughs> I'm a nozzle man. Well, well it's got a it's got a very it's got a nozzle on it the size of a the size of a number two pencil <laughs> and it, it's i think it's fit in your number I, two it's somewhere i mean it's <laughs> it's approximately between four inches and long it enough is to not that of your tonsils with something like that <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's approximately two to 
the touching your back of your tonsils long. Mm. It's a number two for the number two. Yeah. And you just, you know, give you a little squirt. <laughs> little squirt will do you. Yeah. Little squirt will do you. Or you can do the suppositories. Mm. Just in case the Five Dirty Bikers listeners need to know, Mike's giving an education on um, how you take care of hemorrhoids. Yes. Yeah. Operation H. Yeah. The suppositories look like a, a, uh, a triangle of the laughing cow cheese. <laughs> but, but, but with the suppository, your finger actually has to get around your starfish. Yeah. <laughs> Where if you use the douche nozzle, you can, you can keep your hands clear. Like, how yeah. do you know this? How do you know they're triangle shaped? Because I've seen them. <laughs> Is it from I would think a triangle shape would be a, a rough insertion. That's what I'm saying. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's not. Well, you, yeah, it's sort of like you don't a want, shape. You don't want 45 angle, 45 no, degree to, angles on You need it. to cut corners. No. Yeah. No. You I wonder if you eight. can get those at the pump and munch. So it tapers, in other words. Yes, it tapers. You got to practice peanut. <laughs> You got to practice pinochle somehow. Mm. That's right. <laughs> you need it to pay. You need it to taper so your asshole doesn't slam shut anyway. Yeah, this is true. You could lose a conversation. Oh my mm. god! It's been a while. This episode of Five Dirty Bikers brought to you by Preparation H. H. Yeah, and Little Richards. Lord. Little Richards finger condoms. <laughs> If you think it's too tight, it's just right. <laughs> but you guys are all good, right, Dustin? Everybody's fine. Going back to work. Feeling yeah. good? Good. I, I, I can't go back till Tuesday. Right on. The kids are good. Kids handled it yeah. all right. Yeah, they're, they, they had the least amount of symptoms. My youngest had a fever for like, a day and a half. Were, were you feverish at all? For about three days. Mm. Had a headache, headache that lasted two days straight. Oh, that's damn. Couldn't get rid of it. Mm. You know, if you, if you take a hammer to the tip of your dong, you'll forget all about your head hurting. <laughs> that's a different headache. Ow. <laughs> head doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> but, but my dick's the size of a grapefruit. Broke my dick, coach. Broke my dick. Broke my dick, coach. Dig me out, broke my dick. Take me out, coach. Broke my dick. I'll piss like that one setting on the hose where you turn it and just it shoots out at the end instead of in the middle. Oh. I like to call that the sprinkler. Yeah. Take me out, coach. I broke my dick today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Breaking news. Illinois governor says it's now a felony in Illinois to assault a retail worker who is enforcing mask rules. Wow. wow. They've what? made it a hate crime. Is it a... What? Repeat that. It's now a felony in Illinois to assault a retail worker who is enforcing face mask rules. Now, well, what it, assault assault now we're compared talking to like, ten years ago is yeah. totally different. Yeah. Well, the only time I salt stuff is if it's real bland. Yeah. I like <laughs> a lot of salt. And, and if you're that boring, I'm probably not going to give you the time of day <laughs> to take the time to do that. I can't believe people actually go to blows over wearing a mask. To me, that's absurd. With all the things we have to deal with these days. Wearing a mask is going to make you go to blows. They fight about blow with a mask on. It's pointless. It's pointless wearing a mask and going to blows unless it's got. A, I mean, if it's got a hole in it, why wear it? I know. I mean, what are you trying to like filter? Right you trying to filter by wearing it? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a. It's got a donut hole in it, kind of like the fly of your underwear. Just yeah. <laughs> Makes the best seal ever. <laughs> What are, what are we talking about today? What are uh, we talking about today? What the, what the fuck are we talking I don't know. Well, we've covered hemorrhoids, preparation age, <laughs> going to blows with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's actually a pretty good idea. If you and think some COVID about it. news. So, women complain about men 
and their testicular pubic hair. <laughs> right? What? Because nobody likes hair in their teeth. Oh. Or the back of their throat. Exactly. Um, Tony just turned red, y'all. <laughs> the reason that the reason that I know that is because I've heard a, a time or two <laughs> say that. Yeah. Hey, why don't you shave down there? And I said, <clears> Hey, why don't you comb your tongue? <laughs> I'm a natural man. Dude, and if you want to get a piece of this natural man, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> have you all ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. no. On HBO. Uh-uh. With Larry David, the guy that wrote Seinfeld. Okay. The whole season, he has a pube in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> and and he'll just be carrying on a conversation like this and go, because <gasps> <laughs> it's hung in the back of his throat. Like but a cat trying to season, hack up a hairball. <laughs> yeah, but the entire season, you know, you forget about it. Then he'll be talking to you and start going, <laughs> 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 Okay, well, let me ask you this, Mike. No, no, no. Oh, oh, hold on. I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, Jesus. But if you had... You were talking a, about your fuzzy beanbag. If you had <laughs> a woman... If a woman had a mask that had a hole in it that kept the hair out of her mouth, it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, th- that makes sense. So you're saying a ball sack... No, I'm saying a blow mask. A blow mask. <laughs> well, this can't make the podcast. <laughs> okay, hey, so, so here's my question. Down, make here's... sure you put on your blow mask. Okay, so here's my question to you then. You talking about not wanting to shave your, what'd you call it? <laughs> beanbag. Bean your beanbag. <laughs> yeah. What's the difference in you getting like, hair in your mouth when you go down on a woman that's not shaved. Mm, full native. <laughs> that don't happen. <laughs> you get them little bits of tissue hung up in the in the hair down there and it does not look right. It looks like, hey, you may need to shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, With- this really can't make the podcast. <laughs> really can't. This has to be edited out. <laughs> Let's but talk about motorcycles for God's sakes. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So, hey, Ryan. Yes, Mike. What in the Sam Hill are we talking about tonight? Well, are we talking about why people wouldn't ride a motorcycle? I think so. I think we are. Because we questioned 50 random people. We sure did. Yes. We did. What I have some first hand accounts. What was your findings? Mine were all pretty similar. Really? Yes. And mine were similar. Oh. And I felt like mine were kind of all over the board. Were they? Yeah. Mine all of mine all of mine were pretty similar. I got the same three answers pretty much. Yeah, I pretty much I, I didn't too. I didn't get the full ten because I didn't get answers back in time, but but he got most, three, most, definitely. Yeah. Well, I got, I got seven. I reached out to the Discord army and uh, asked a few people if they would get some some audio answers. And so I have some audio answers, firsthand accounts from some people that, um, you know that that said, and it was it was interesting the variety of thing of reasons that people gave. The younger people that... Wait a minute. Hold on. It, so this is people from the Discord, right? Well, people from the Discord that reached out to people that didn't ride, that don't ride. Okay. So, so there's people in the Discord that <clears throat> sent their stuff in because they don't ride actually. Yeah. No, there, there's people from the Discord that I, that I asked to ask people that don't ride a motorcycle why they don't ride. Yeah. So let's hear some of these clips. You you have them available because you went the yeah. extra mile. Yeah, I got a couple of them. So let me pull one up here. I'm going to pull one up from uh, Walter. Asked one of his buddies. Let me let me get this. I'll get the audio. I'll get it turned up here. One second. Walter's a riding it. motherfucker. He is right. Yeah. And he knows a lot about watches. Yes. 
So there's a couple of reasons why I don't ride bikes. Uh, number one is safety in general. I feel a lot safer in a car than in a bike. Uh, I like having that protection and that comfort, even though I won't deny, you know, riding on a bike with someone if, if you know, if the opportunity arises, because I, I do like that thrill. It's just not enough for me to own my own bike. Um, number two would be just convenience in general. Uh, you know, I, you know, I have a wife, I have uh, family members and, you know, having a vehicle that allows me to move them around and, and you know, kind of run errands, things like that. It's, uh, it's much, uh, much more of a priority nowadays than, than not. Um, and, uh, the third one is just, uh, cost in general to me. It's, you know, it's not a hobby that's worth spending so much money and, and learning, even though I do like the idea of it, uh, you know, at, at this point in my life, it's just not, uh, not something worth investing my, my time and resources on. So that was one of them. So he'll ride on the back as long as Steve's driving <laughs> in control. He's probably never heard of a sissy bar or a sidecar because you can at least haul two more people with you whenever you go somewhere. Good. His yeah. answer was very similar to the ones I got money and just dangerous. Yeah. It's probably my number one answer. Did anybody expand on those answers or were, were they just like, shortened to the point most of them are just short like 30 second clips of you know pretty straightforward reasons why they why they won't ride uh, one guy actually this this one you gotta listen to this one it's actually pretty funny so there's probably a couple reasons why i've not taken up biking yet but i would say the primary one is my wife doesn't want me to uh on account of it's it's perceived and it is a little bit dangerous um she has a family member who I uh, got pretty severely hurt, and I think we, we both have a couple friends that have uh, almost died, one one, one uh, relative that has died from biking. Uh, so I think the biggest thing for her is safety concerns. It's legit. I mean, safety concerns are legit. But it wasn't his reason. Right, right, right. So I'm, I'm going to interject my opinion here if you guys don't mind. <laughs> raise, raise up the dime so we can hear would, you better. Mike. Um. I mean, I can, I can possibly guess that his nuts are very comfortable in a velvet crown royal bag in the bottom of her purse. Or on the mantle above the fireplace? No, they're not above the fire. They're, they are directly in her purse. And I'm going to go back here on safety, right? Because a lot of the people that I asked or... Yeah, the people that I have asked yesterday and as well as earlier on, a lot of people, you know, they, they, they'll bring up the safety thing, which I don't know if you guys know this or not. You can die in a car. <laughs> um, you can die on your couch. You can die on a fishing boat. Um, you can. After too many White Castles. Yeah, you can die on the toilet. You can have a peanut butter. And banana and amphetamine sandwich. Um, die on the toilet. You can, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways you can die. And I can promise you that riding a motorcycle isn't really that scary. Because I, I don't. For, go ahead. No, no, go go ahead. No, I just I don't like I get all of these people. Um, there are people around here that have wrecks and. Yes, there have. Yes, there are the people that pull out in front of people. I get that, right? But a lot of those people are riding a motorcycle at the busiest time of the day through town, and a car pulls out in front of them. Rush hour is not the the best time, really, to ride. Or if you're going to ride during rush hour, take back roads, stuff like that. But most of the time that people have gotten hurt around here that I know of. They're either a on a sport bike going excessive speeds over the speed limit or they're on a street glide or a um, what's the big the, the road glides or I mean, you know, that I can't say that they were going excessive speeds. <clears throat> it surprises me that they can get over 60. But, you know, it's just one of those where it, it, a lot of it is 
there's a factor of the the person who is riding the motorcycle or controlling the motorcycle was doing something and it's not necessarily the person's fault it's usually user user error yes because a motorcycle does not want to fall over when it's in motion true no. it wants to stay upright yeah you know and for you have you know it's usually user error unfortunately when people without another car involved it's usually a mistake by the rider himself that caused the accident lm4 photo leo who we had on our podcast kind of said as much um in an instagram post he talked about how he was surprised by the number of wobbly riders at sturgis and i don't think he was speaking of people that were drinking and driving i think he was speaking directly to people that have um a low skill on a motorcycle i completely agree yeah you said you said wobbles were they dinas <laughs> yeah they must have been all on dinas or they could have had or they could have had covid and they were coughing and got lightheaded he even he even mentioned the number of people who were wobbly like that and then the number of passengers that were on those wobbly bikes you know surprised surprised by that too so you just never know yeah no and i mean if you're not used to you know having a two up situation it's that's something you got to get used to. It's, it changes the the dynamic when you're on the bike for sure, without a doubt. Yeah. And yeah. the second the second thing is that's two people right there in a row, and they have both mentioned money. Okay, now I don't know if these people have been educated in motorcycling or not, but motorcycling is one of your least expensive modes of transportation on the road well i mean as far you know i i had this debate with a buddy of mine when we were out riding because he was filling up with gas and it was like eight bucks and he goes motorcycling's cheap as hell it's you know it's only cost me eight dollars to do this today and i was like yeah and fucking twenty thousand for the bike <laughs> you know well but but that's all a matter of of, of opinion and what you buy yeah. too I mean, yes, I have a $10,000 dirt bike, but I could have bought a $6,000 dirt bike. Wouldn't have been as happy, but I could have bought a $6,000 dirt bike and I still would have got 55, 60 miles to the gallon and, you know, I can get back and forth to work. I'll tell you, motorcycling's cheap compared to camera gear. I can vouch for that. <laughs> well, I actually went on Instagram and polled um, more women than I did men. And I got some kind of interesting answers. Yeah, I didn't know you swung that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony. <laughs> was it a double-ended poll? I polled them. <laughs> that was a good one, Tony. I'm impressed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Get that man a medal. <laughs> Every now and again. The Let me turn around in my chair. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> but no, anyway, I um I asked eight different women and five guys and kind of got the same answers that everybody else has mentioned. Um of course, the too dangerous, scared, knows somebody that got killed, that sort of thing. I had one lady say that her aunt and uncle had a motorcycle and had hit a pothole and had a really bad accident. She said her and actually bounced off the windshield of a car and had severe injuries but made it. Her uncle hit a guardrail and died. But with all of that being said, she still said at the end of that that she would still like to try it sometimes because to her it looks like fun. And so she said, yeah, I'm scared by it, but at the same time, I really think it would still be fun. One person said, because you're at the mercy of the elements, they didn't want to be out in the elements. They felt more comfortable in a car. Um, one lady told me the reason she didn't ride is because she's had several back surgeries. She said, I totally get why, why you guys ride though, because it looks like a lot of fun. Um, they live on a lake and they have jet skis. And she said, being on a jet ski is like being on a water motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Yeah. She said it's it's really fun, but. The only thing I have ever ridden is, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've, 
rode different motorcycles. Yeah. But I've rode two or three jet skis. And they're rough, aren't they? And every jet ski I have ever ridden rides like a sportster that the shocks are broken. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and that is the roughest riding thing I have I ever agree. been on. They are very yeah. rough. You'll break, so, you'll break a ball sack on those things for you, sure. You can break yeah. your dick on a jet ski. <laughs> hey, you hit a big enough wake off of something, your nuts are going to end up in the glove box with the door shut somehow. <laughs> <laughs> You never know what will happen. And I asked several people, I said, you know, if, you, if you've if you never ridden before, have you at least thought about it? And one of the answers was, I think if I had been exposed to it when I was younger, I would probably be interested in it now. And I know that's something that we've all discussed before. You know, were you exposed to motorcycle riding as a child? Did you ever ride like dirt bikes or anything as a kid? Did you have friends that rode, you know, when they were younger? So a lot of it does, I think, have to have to do with being exposed to it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not a reason not to start if you're 50, 60 years old. I've I've yeah. I've heard from people on YouTube that they got their, they bought their first bike at fifty, almost sixty years old, and they love it. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just really a matter of do you want to do it and and go fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. Yeah, I had a lot of intimidation answers too. They were intimidated by a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and learning to learning to ride intimidated them. I've actually yeah. had the I've actually had the answer of um, the person that I asked. They didn't feel comfortable on a motorcycle because they actually thought they could not pay enough attention to be responsible enough to ride. Well, good answer. I really question my, um, what's the word? Um, Sexuality? <laughs> no, that's square. Not anymore. <laughs> no, that's that's totally square. After uh, that one time. <laughs> back in college. I knew, After I that knew one I was, time back in college. <laughs> I knew I was definitely into women. <laughs> Um, I can't think of the word right now. Where you're able to do multiple things at once, multitask, multitasking. Yes, I question that because you know I tried playing the drums once. I was like, I'm not co- coordination. That's it. Coordination is actually the word I was thinking of. I'm not coordinated to n- enough to 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 do this and this and keep a keep a rhythm or a beat. Like so, when I start do this or this, <laughs> not do this. this. <laughs> I'm not Neil Pert. I'm not William Pert. <laughs> no, but I did question that when I started looking into writing because, like, like, God damn, how am I going to be able to pull in this lever, move my foot up, and do this other shit with my right hand, you know, almost simultaneously? But it's – you learn to do it, especially in your MSF course, and then it's pretty easy after that. It's like you don't even think about it. I'm at the, I'm at the point where I'm not even thinking about it. No, it's muscle memory. You don't mm-hmm. even think about changing yep. gears. Tony, did you ask anybody that was over five foot four? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if they're intimidated, it's, maybe it's because they can't touch the ground when they when they it, sit on the it bike. It could be. It could be. <laughs> you know, there was a, a guy that a buddy of mine that when I had the scooter, he would ride the shit out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wasn't afraid of it at all. I mean, wide open, just whatever he wanted to do. Uh, the KLR, he wouldn't touch. It scared him to death. And it, it was about the same speed. You know what I mean? They went about, you know, it's not that the KLR was much faster. It was just the idea of a clutch and gears and an and actual I, motorcycle scared him to death. I think the intimidation factor of a motor. I mean, people have seen the videos of, I saw something on Instagram the other day, and it was this fail. And had this woman who was on a dirt bike, and she had a full face helmet on, and I could tell she had dirt bike pants on and a jersey. And I'm like, oh, okay. But she must have been learning how to ride this motorcycle because somehow it took off through the yard, and she <laughs> hit their shed and shot the bike like two feet in the air. I was like, holy shit. Mm. But I think a lot of people like you said, Dustin, aren't coordinated and can't multitask or they don't think they can do two or three things at once. 
but I, th- I think a lot of that because most people they, they have that knee-jerk reaction of oh you know the twist the throttle or stuff like that but it's as simple as pulling in a clutch or stomping on the rear brake <clears throat> it, you got a hair caught in your throat. Big curly bastard. Yeah, curly bastard. It's about six inches long. <clears throat> Rose, it's wrapped around my dingle thing back there in the back. <laughs> your dingle thing. You lassoed. Your uvula. His 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 uvula has been lassoed by a peeb. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It might cut off the circumlation. Circumcision? Shit's um, wound tight. <laughs> yeah. But, the, the, I mean, but that's it, though. Is It's as simple as putting on a brake or pulling in the clutch. And yeah, I know but people, when people freak out, though, but that's, they don't know I what think, to do. But that's a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it's explaining to other people, hey, look, if you get in trouble, the only thing you remember to do, hit the brake hit the rear brake, hit the rear brake. A lot of people put their feet down, right? You're always holding on to the handlebars. Grab that clutch. That's all you got to do is grab grab the clutch or let go. Because I can assure you, if you stomp on the rear brake, that bike's going to die. doesn't matter what (laughs) speed. I mean, if if you're going really fast, then you're going to die. But (laughs) if you got a very good balance, you can slide straight through a stoplight. It's been done. It's been done. Yeah. But, you know, um, I can understand the intimidation thing. When I bought my my Slim, I was a little intimidated because it was such a big fucking bike. Okay. I'm just saying, I was used to riding smaller stuff, you know what I mean? And, like, the sporty, and you get on this, and it's fucking big and heavy, and it was like, this is a lot of motorcycle. I know. It's like going from a 12-year-old to a full-figured one. Yeah, exactly. Jesus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I agreed to it. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw, uh, I saw a meme the other day that had Joe B on it, and it said, "My girlfriend told me that I was a pedophile," and I told her that's an awfully big word for a nine-year-old. God <laughs> Almighty! Oh, Jesus! Oh man! I think the black vans are going to roll up to your house and check your computers. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag old people problems. (laughs) Oh, shit. So I I had a lot of the same answers you guys did. I'd say probably a third was money, too much of an investment. But we know at the same time, you can pick up a bike cheap. Yes. Yeah. That that's in great working condition. There's nothing wrong with it for a few thousand dollars. And it doesn't have to be a Harley. Right. I got you know I had thirty three other percent said they were dangerous. They were intimidated by them. They they thought that things would go bad if they started riding. One even went a little further and said I work in an ER and I've had to deal with lots of trauma victims. So but how many yeah. trauma victims were in a car accident too? I mean, right. I'm not playing off that motorcycles are dangerous. They're fucking dangerous. There's yeah. no seat belt. There's nothing around you. If you get hit by a car, you're pretty much fucked. I mean, they're dangerous, yeah. but yeah. I mean, all over the country, every single day we put a, uh, you know, 14 year olds in a 5,000 pound weapon and tell them to drive around as much as they want. Right. So, I mean, yeah. There's that too. You know, we put all of all these kids in cars all over the country with their phones in one hand and their hand on the, the steering wheel on the other. I mean, it's, you know, and I, and I get it. What? Yeah. And I, and I get it. Cause I think, I think I had the, you know, a probably about the exactly the same percentage. Mine were pretty much two answers. I had one person that mentioned a, a health issue. Um, Brad, the biker had a buddy that said he's got tendonitis in his hands and, and can't do it. Um, but the, uh, um, <clears throat> The other answers were basically safety and money. That was that was the two. The other two answers were pretty much those exact things. So, yeah. you know, I I don't think that certainly money is something that the motorcycle industry has to. That's up to them to deal with. Safety is you're never gonna you're never gonna change that. 
motorcycles yeah. are what they are. They're they're inherently a little bit dangerous. They are. And I mean, how many of you all, when you go out for a ride, do you do you think about your safety every time you ride? Yeah, of course. I dress yeah, up I like do. the Michelin man. Yeah, I mean, every time I get on the motorcycle, I realize I'm taking a risk. Yeah, you might not come back. Yeah. Right. Every yeah. time I get on it. But, right. you know, there's ways to mitigate. You, you know what I mean? You can lower your chances, but right. they're, they're dangerous. But you got to be, as Blockhead says, vigilant when you're on it. Yep. Be aware of your surroundings and what's going on around you. Speaking of Blockhead, everybody listening, he will be on with us next week. So make sure you stay tuned to episode 35 for uh, the return of Blockhead. Yeah, so we're going to have to start doing something different between episodes. It's a lot of fucking numbers now. It used to be easy. Yeah. Episode 10. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys do this, but um, I do this with any big decision in my life and motorcycling was no different for me. I think about risk versus reward. Motorcycling is like, like Tony said, inherently there's a risk behind it. But for me, the reward is way, way higher than the risk. I agree. I mean, the risk is death, right? But the risk is death in anything in life. You can step outside of your house and get shot in a drive-by. You know, I mean, maybe not in Oprah's neighborhood, but uh, you know, it's inherently there's a risk in life. And so I always think about it as risk versus reward. And then I get so much more reward out of riding. I was thinking about that on my way home from work today. Um, I I rode in to work today on my bike. I was riding home. It was a clear day. I had a wind, a little bit of a breeze from behind me. It was 84 degrees, perfectly sunny. I had Beastie Boys licensed to ill in my headset and and I was just cruising down the road. And at one point, I just let go. I leaned forward on the tank and kind of, you know, just just sat there, no hands on the bars. And, and just farted. And, yeah, like lifted up <laughs> my ass a little bit and, and, and tore ass. He's got to make room, you know. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. You can't trust a fart over you 40. Got, you so. got to release the starfish That's from right. the pressure. Yeah, yeah. You got you to make room. So Dude, if something did come out, it'd be like fucking Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> But it was good, you know, like I, in that moment, <clears throat> I was just right there in that moment. I was uh, enjoying every bit of it and just thinking about that whole idea that it was, you know, risk versus reward. And yeah. I was getting, I was gaining everything in that moment. There's nothing like coming home from an all day ride. Yeah. And you get home and you start thinking about the ride and you're like, God damn, that was a great day. You know what I mean? There's yeah. nothing else that I personally do that gives me that feeling when I get done. Or a long trip coming home from MMM or the trip my wife and I went on, you know, that drive up into the driveway and you, when you like get off your bike and you realize what, what you've just done over the course of the past five or six days, there is nothing like that, that you'll never get that feeling from anything but motorcycling. Oh yeah. When I, when I came home from Kentucky back in June, I pulled into my driveway. I said, I'm ready to go do another 200 miles. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I did almost 800 that weekend. Right. I was like, I'm I'm ready to go do more. No, it's yeah. it's but, great. Just yeah. like it's that just ride a that bigger we went sense on. of adventure. Yeah. yeah. Like the ride we all went on when when Dustin was here and, and Percy. I mean the shit that we saw and the places you just can't appreciate it in a car. True. It's a totally different experience a on a motorcycle. Totally different experience. Well, yeah, because I, I took my kids for a drive down the river road a couple weeks ago. I've ridden that road so many times on my bike. And then, you know, a couple times in the last few months, I've done it in a car because I had my family or, or my boys with me. It, it's not the same riding on that river road in a car. Nope. It's like getting tattooed, you know, hurts like a motherfucker. And then right when they're done, you're like, I'll get right back in that chair and do it again. Yeah. If you got another one you want to throw on me right now. I got a whole side of penis. You could do <laughs> I got a whole nother side. <laughs> my God. I got a whole no. No, you got to earn those fuckers. You That's earn right. tattoos. That's People right. People ask all the time, do they hurt? Yeah, they fucking hurt. Worth yeah. it. I'm going to use Tony's line. Next time somebody asks me if a tattoo hurts, I'm like, you ever slammed your nuts on a car door? Yeah. Why don't you go it. home and do that and then ask me if that hurt? No, they fucking hurt. You earn tattoos. Yep. You got to earn it. They it hurt, Mary? I don't. I, I sat for three hours for both of mine. And neither one of them hurt, so. 
Well, shit. You just haven't had it in the right spot. Yet. I yeah, think women it. just have a high tolerance for pain since we're like baby bears. You know, we can just. When you get it on bone, that sucks. Those little fuckers out. Yeah. Right so, right here, so. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would hurt right armpit, under the arm. Arm, arm. Armpit area. Yeah. All up in there. Yeah, I always make fun of the the guys that they get the tribal bands and they don't go all the way around. They, yeah. they stop. They stop like half through the bicep. I'm like, why don't you go all the way around? Yeah, because you, cause you can't see it. I was like, pussy. Yeah, just get yeah. you a tampon the next time you go in there. So, boy, you scared. So, a couple of people that I asked were people that used to ride, but don't ride now. And so I asked the question, you know, like, well, if you used to ride, why don't you? Why aren't you still riding? I think both of them had the same answer. It was pretty much that priorities had changed. Um, one of them just had different hobbies now. And the other one kind of quit because he had a family and little kids and wanted to spend time with them and be there for them. So, I mean, I can understand with, with little ones. I quit riding for years because of that, because of the little ones. And my wife was at home. She she stayed home with the kids, and I was the only source of income. Yeah. And if uh, I was to get hurt, then we were in, you know, a situation. So right. until she decided to go back to work. I didn't, I, I chose not to ride because of that. I didn't choose not to ride. I was told not to ride. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to tell you guys um, last week when we were talking about patrons and uh, we had mentioned that uh, comment that the one patron had made uh-huh. and we mentioned it on the podcast and it made the recording and we put it out there. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he, he messaged back again and said, you know, he was so amazed that we had mentioned him on the Discord. And he said, seriously, guys, that was like one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, I mean, it, like sometimes, you know, I, I get we're five regular people, but, you know, people are, uh, you know, connecting to what we're doing. You're such a dick. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Let her rip, Tater Chip. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, I'm you gassy. Know? I can't help it. Fucking gassy, gassy, assy, gassy. Yeah, I saw that comment too. That's that's pretty cool. But you know what they don't realize is, yeah, that might have been the coolest thing for him that we mentioned him. But at the same time, it's cool to me every time I think it's somebody amazing. joined and supports us like that. That's hell just, yeah. Yes, it's very much to appreciated. Be, to- on a serious note, which I actually don't do this very much, but oh God, on a serious note, for people to tune in every week to hear us have a guest on or ramble on about uh, preparation H and hemorrhoids, <laughs> preparation H and prunes and you know different stuff, nut holders, you know the fact that I can actually bring joy to somebody or that it affects people. I don't know if it affects people, but the fact that people find us interesting, like blows my mind. I can't believe people find us funny. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of patrons, we want to welcome our newest patron. We just got today. And that is Mr. Darren Neuschwander. Did I say that right? Nice. Oh. I didn't know we had a new one. Yeah, just, I didn't uh, either. Just, just a tad bit ago. Cool. Uh, one hour Darren. ago. Yeah. So Thank Darren, you, Darren. Thanks That's for, awesome. Thanks for joining the FDB squad, getting exclusive content and supporting Five Dirty Bikers. Very cool. Wow. But the, that but is amazing. The fact, but the fact that people support us I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Same. Because I never would have thought in a million years, and we've said this 10 times before. I'm still amazed every time we get one. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I never thought in a million years I would be sitting behind a microphone and on a, in a chat room with four other people talking about so much random shit. <laughs> I don't think any of us really thought we were going to be doing this, and or this people long. actually enjoy it. Because yeah. when I mean, I'm going to be totally honest. When we started this, like it's it has been almost a year, hadn't it? Yeah, yeah. When we started this year ago, I 
I really didn't have big aspirations for it really lasting too long. Because I was negative, I, Nancy. No, only because I'm like, well, how much can how much motorcycle stuff can you talk about? And well, then then not, not, not get play. old. <laughs> well, yeah, but when you when you start bringing in stuff like hemorrhoids, yeah, I mean, changes that, the game. It gives yeah. you more to talk about. Right. <laughs> Got all to talk about. Hey, mask. Another thing too, if you talk I mean, about more than just Harley's, there's a shit ton of stuff you can talk about. <laughs> Suck on that, Mapples Cruisers. <laughs> God, well, you got hate in your heart. I don't Only know. for Dinah. I don't bet. <laughs> I guess for me, I, well, no. No, no, no. There's no hate. I don't hate anyone. Well, <laughs> what was the guy's name I made a bag of dicks for? <laughs> yeah, Jeff Tillman. Yeah. Jeff Tillman. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that guy, Tillman. I may ha- I don't I don't hate him because he <clears throat> he was one of those passive aggressive types. So it's like you want to hate him, but you can't really hate him. Yeah, fucker. Um, <laughs> but but that's just it. I, I you know I, most all other social media platforms or people who are involved in social media platforms, it seems like it's a one topic thing. Or a one, like a single-sided, com- not really a convers, not really a single-sided. Con- it is a single-sided conversation because we can't like talk to other people while we're doing this. But I guess what I'm getting at is, is that the people that are on other 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 podcasts or other shows, they stick to one genre rather than talking about a bunch of different things. And the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of different types of motorcyclists out there, a lot of different types of motorcycles and riding styles. And we love all those people and we have a fun time talking about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And pretty much everyone that listens to the podcast, I mean, you know, some of, there's a lot of things that we joke about, but there's also a lot of personal truths that come out. And so th- I think that, I think that comes across and people identify with that. And that's the reason that people listen is because you know what? We're real people. A lot of personal truths and a lot of TMI, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Too much grandma content. (laughs) I don't TMI. There's definitely a lot of that. (laughs) There's never TMI. I agree with Mike. Yeah. The only information I don't like is the information I don't get. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) There's times you just got to let that shit hang out. Yeah. Like free balling. Yeah. But I, you know, that that's the uh, that's the thing that I still can't get is is still can't get over is the fact that people find us interesting at all, and because I'm like the most boring person on the face of the planet. <laughs> You're not funny as shit. No. Yeah. No. I've never laughed so hard in my life <laughs> until I, thought people, until I, I got people, on here with you four. <laughs> I thought people just laughed at me because they felt sorry for me. god what an idiot (laughs) see that's the funny thing like you're like really smart (laughs) and really funny but yeah (laughs) (laughs) look at his face he's looking down he was ignoring me (laughs) i have fooled everyone Uh, by the way, did you guys all see that Alan got a new bike? I yes, did. that thing is gorgeous too. Yes, it is. I don't and know what it is. It's not a Dynamite. No, it's a Heritage. It's, it's actually it's a, yeah, it's, it's a Heritage. It looks a lot like uh, Saddle Tramp's Heritage. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, yes, it does. Holy shit! I never, th- man, I did not put two and two together. Yeah, it might actually knew- be the same year bike. I thought that it was a heritage, but I know it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. 15,000 original miles or something. I mean, it just immaculately. Holy crap. And it's, has- the, it's the rarest of all Harleys, Mike. The rarest of all. It is stock. Yeah. The owner did nothing to it. It's wow. 100% stock. I can guarantee you that's probably the best running Harley on the road <laughs> because it's all stock. It, it sounds it sounds great. I mean, he got a great deal. He was patient. He bided his time, and he found a perfect bike for him. And see, that's Alan. It's been a long time coming, dude. He finally got his Harley. Yeah, he that's finally right. got it. 
Because I don't know what was wrong with his other one, but the exhaust note, it sounded broken. It does sound broken. Yeah, if you watch any of his videos, it was like it was a, it was a, like a backwash almost. When I, it, you know, at, at one point, I thought he had something like a rod knocking or something. Yeah, it, it's, Like one it of his lifters or Makes a noise. Yeah. Makes a noise I haven't heard before. Not a healthy noise. So getting back to our study, what we did here this last week, did you guys? Are we still talking about that? Well, I just wanted to bring this up. Did <laughs> anybody have back around? Yeah. Did anybody have any like off the wall responses that were not similar to anything else that you got? I did not. No. Mm-mm. No. no? It's either pretty much. It's too expensive. Dangerous. Too expensive. Dangerous. That pretty much sums everything up. But it's like Mary said, though. Or their wife won't let them buy it. Or their wife won't let them buy it. And <laughs> yep. I feel sorry for those people. Yep. Um, should have made better life choices and married up. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it goes back to what Mary said. If you weren't brought up around motorcycles, they're way more intimidating. That's true. Than to people who grew they're up riding them. them. Yeah. I agree if you, with that 100%. If you, if you grew up riding you eventually will own one unless you had some traumatic experience. And yeah. then, you know what? I mean, like I said, in the first couple of podcasts, whenever we were talking about wrecks and shit that's happened, you know, I've, I've been to the point where, you know, the motorcycle accident that I was on on my little Ninja 250, I, I could have very well died in that accident. I could have broke my neck and been gone, but I instantly got back on a motorcycle. So, you know, I mean, that's, I was young. Had it happened when I was older, I probably would have been a little more fearful, but I still would have gotten back on a bike yeah. all because I ain't going to let a motorcycle, an inanimate object that can't operate without me, make me its bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to say this because a couple of people said, I just don't own one. That's why I don't ride. You know, I need to get out there and I need to look, I need to find one. I need to buy one. And that's the thing, you know, if you've, Got even an inkling of wanting to learn how to ride, go take one of the motorcycle safety courses because they're really easy. And I know here the instructors were very patient and very knowledgeable, and it was more than I expected. So go try that at least, you know, and if you can get through that and you enjoy that, then take off, you know, at least that'll give you an idea of whether it's for you or whether it's not for you. And those those courses, they just don't push you through. They make sure you can ride a bike before you leave. Exactly. Or if you don't, if you don't, they'll send you home. Yeah. Speak. So they're they're going to make the, they're going to make a right decision on their on their behalf for you. Yeah. See, so you got people that actually care about your well being before they even put you on a motorcycle. Yeah. So for everyone that's listening too, if you, if you really want to know what that's like. We have three people in our podcast who haven't taken the MSF course and two people that have. And so we have some, you know, some knowledge on what that's like. Tony, myself, and Mike had probably more exposure to motorcycling when we were younger and just hopped on a bike when we were ready and went. And, and Mary and Dustin had less exposure to motorcycling. They took the MSF courses and, and still, you know, went to riding. So, if you're intimidated by it and you and you haven't been exposed to it when you were a kid, get out there and take that course and, and get on a bike. And yeah, I will they're say not going to put you on anything big. They'll start you out on something small. I will tell you right now, Tony can attest. Um, Ryan, you didn't necessarily ride. I don't. You didn't ride much as a child, or I mean, I know you were a passenger, but you never no dirt had like a dirt bike or anything. No. I can tell you right now that if you're intimidated by a motorcycle or you were never around them as a child, that's quite all right because it is way less painful to go take the rider MSF course and then get your license and learn to ride and do the responsible thing than it is to be a young kid or a teenager on a motorcycle and have no one show you anything. Because I can assure you, I have had my share of wrecks, and it hurt a lot more. True. Boom. And now it's time for 
with an animolo word of the day. It's like Jeff fuel for your mind. The word of the day is Pinot Schling. Pino slow, peanut slow, what? Pino slay. Pino slay. Now we're slaying the penis, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Or another way would be Pino chili. I don't want penis jelly. That would be no Pino. That would be like turtle Pino. I like when they found a finger in that Wendy's chili. Somebody else cut somebody cut something else off and found it in the chili. Mm. <laughs> what is that? A mushroom? <laughs> they put mushrooms in chilies now. <laughs> Wendy's. Gross. It's very chewy. Mm. <laughs> I say let's go with Pinot Slay. Yeah. Pinot Slay. Penis slang. We're gonna go penis slang this weekend. Is that what you girls say when you go out to the bar? We're gonna go penis slang. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't go out to the bar. So. We're like, we're like, hey, y'all, let's go penis slang. Mm. Pull it out, and there'd be some corn on the end. She's oh, a man eater. Uh. <laughs> Sweet Ooh. Jesus. That's called ATM. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. That's ass to mouth. <laughs> Oh. Mm. <laughs> Is it bad when I go to a gas station or when I see those signs all over the place? That's the first thing I think of. <laughs> that, that, I think that's great, Mike. <laughs> Not a place to get the money. It's a place to get the honey. <laughs> I'll never look at an ATM the same. You won't. I promise. Because every time you I see never, that sign. I never <laughs> even thought of that that way, actually. Yeah. Now you do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go inside and get cash at the register. Yes. I'm just going to go to the drive-thru from now on out. You can get behind-the-counter wieners and truffle butter. (laughs) And a cup of hot dog water. (laughs) Yeah. After the ATM, it is a (laughs) (laughs) drive-thru. Like a pickle down a hallway. (laughs) Go long, Terry. (laughs) Let's hear more penis layer. Spelling would be P-E-E dash N upside down E K dash upside down E A. That's that's a prostitution prostitutionals would be P and schwak schwak. Oh, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it either. I'm a pee and schwak swallow. Did you say cock swallow? No. I most definitely did not. (laughs) Mm. Isn't that that a bird? A cock Cock swallow? swallow. (laughs) It should be. It is. Mm. It goes (laughs) caca. It's a noun. Uh, comes from unknown mid 19th century. First definition is a card game for two or more players using a 48 card de- deck. <laughs> I had to check the spelling. He almost slipped. I had to check the spelling on it because I was like, there's no way that is in the description. A a card game for two or more players using a 48-card deck consists consisting of two of each card from 
nine to ace, comma, the object being to score points for various That was the turd blender. That was. <laughs> Did you all hear that? <laughs> Man. That hasn't happened for a minute. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> that was a little sweet. A little sweet. Run, <laughs> Run down the shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, Archie. Wasn't that his name? Yeah. Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. We always waited on that brown bus parade. <laughs> <laughs> that one was knocking. Yeah, it was. Uh, from nine to ace, the object being to score po- points for various com- combinations, com- combinations to win tricks. <laughs> tricks. <laughs> That is called that's called strip poker. That's what I thought. If you win a trick, yeah, you got to get naked to get tricked. (laughs) You got to get naked to get tricked. You got to turn that mother out (laughs) and her sister, which is also known as your aunt. That'll happen at the ATM. Yeah, you get turned out. (laughs) I'm just trying Mm. to get a (laughs) twenty. So she. <laughs> she don't care how she has to get it done. She's just gonna make sure it goes in. That's right. Her pocket. Private dancer. <laughs> Dancing for money. Who was it? Who was that? Was that Tanya Tucker? Tina Turner. Tina, Tina Turner. Turner. Mm-hmm. Tanya mm-hmm. Tucker. Boy, she's an old one. <laughs> uh, second definition would be the combina the combinate combi- yeah combination of queen of spades and jack of diamonds in this game. So Pino Chili involves a queen <laughs> and jack. <laughs> hmm. I bet it does. I bet it does, honey. <laughs> so we dog gone. Do you have to play this game before or after Pooh Knuckle? <laughs> um, this would be probably post Pooh Knuckle. Post Pooh Knuckle. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Pinot Chili. That's what I see. That's. Mm-hmm. Are you guys feeling this word or not? I think it's good, dude. It's Pinot not Chili one of my- was good. Okay. Penis Slayer was good. I like the Penis Slayer. <laughs> Pino Chalet. I yeah. bet you do. <laughs> one time back in college. <laughs> this one time. <laughs> just before, just after band camp, just before <laughs> college. <laughs> he told me it was a flute. <laughs> Tony thought it was a cash machine. It was not. The skin flute. Learn how to play the slobber blues. <laughs> he told me we were going to go riding around and we were going to eat ribs. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. <laughs> hey, Dustin, would you like to hear Pinot Chalet in a sentence? I'm nervously waiting to hear what Pinot Chalet means. <laughs> okay. Examples of Pinot Chalet in a sentence. Let's get a group together to play some Pinot Chalet this weekend. <laughs> Mary. Is that mixed couples? Spike. Did you write that definition? Nope. Not me. Man, that's an orgy. <laughs> it sounds like it is. If you're, hey, if you're Pinot Chalet as a group, that'd <laughs> be a gaggle. Hopefully it's not all sorts. <laughs> or a gargle. Gargle. <laughs> there's a gargling. There's a gargling gaggle of Pinot Slayers. Mm, only after the cash machine. Yeah, that'll get the hairs out of your back of your throat. 
Or push them further down. (laughs) There's no way this is making the podcast. (laughs) It'll stick to your ribs. (laughs) Second. (laughs) I think Oprah wrote this definition. Second definition is I held back a smile as I looked at the double Pinot Chalet in my hands. <laughs> Somebody was pterodactyling. Yeah. It's sort of like when you bowl three strikes in a row at the bowling alley. A, a pterodactyl pops up on the screen. That's true. Keep it dirty, riders. And we'll see you next time on the FDB Podcast.